Section three of Gray's Anatomy, Part one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruth Golding. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part one, by Henry Gray. Embryology. Three. The Spermatozoan. The spermatozoa, or male germ cells, are developed in the testes, and are present in enormous numbers in the seminal fluid. Each consists of a small but greatly modified cell. The human spermatozoan possesses a head, a neck, a connecting piece or body, and a tail. The head is oval or elliptical, but flattened, so that when viewed in profile it is pear-shaped. Its anterior two-thirds are covered by a layer of modified protoplasm, which is named the head-cap. This, in some animals, e.g. the salamander, is prolonged into a barbed, spear-like process or perforator, which probably facilitates the entrance of the spermatozoan into the ovum. The posterior part of the head exhibits an affinity for certain reagents, and presents a transversely striated appearance being crossed by three or four dark bands. In some animals a central rod-like filament extends forward for about two-thirds of the length of the head, while in others a rounded body is seen near its centre. The head contains a mass of chromatin, and is generally regarded as the nucleus of the cell surrounded by a thin envelope. The neck is less constricted in the human spermatozoan than in those of some of the lower animals. The anterior centriole, represented by two or three rounded particles, is situated at the junction of the head and neck, and behind it is a band of homogeneous substance. The connecting piece, or body, is rod-like, and is limited behind by a terminal disc. The posterior centriole is placed at the junction of the body and neck and, like the anterior, consists of two or three rounded particles. From this centriole an axial filament, surrounded by a sheath, runs backward through the body and tail. In the body the sheath of the axial filament is encircled by a spiral thread, around which is an envelope containing mitochondria granules, and termed the mitochondria sheath. The tail is of great length, and consists of the axial thread or filament surrounded by its sheath, which may contain a spiral thread, or may present a striated appearance. The terminal portion or end piece of the tail consists of the axial filament only. Krauser gives the length of the human spermatozoan as between 52 mu and 62 mu, the head measuring 4 to 5 mu, the connecting piece 6 mu, and the tail from 41 mu to 52 mu. By virtue of their tails, which act as propellers, the spermatozoa are capable of free movement, and if placed in favourable surroundings, e.g. in the female passages, will retain their vitality and power of fertilising for several days. In certain animals, e.g. bats, it has been proved that spermatozoa retained in the female passages for several months are capable of fertilising. 
The spermatozoa are developed from the primitive germ cells which have become embedded in the testes, and the stages of their development are very similar to those of the maturation of the ovum. The primary germ cells undergo division and produce a number of cells termed spermatogonia, and from these the primary spermatocytes are derived. Each primary spermatocyte divides into two secondary spermatocytes, and each secondary spermatocyte into two spermatids, or young spermatozoa. From this it will be seen that a primary spermatocyte gives rise to four spermatozoa. On comparing this process with that of the maturation of the ovum, it will be observed that the primary spermatocyte gives rise to two cells, the secondary spermatocytes, and the primary oocyte to two cells, the secondary oocyte and the first polar body. Again, the two secondary spermatocytes, by their subdivision, give origin to four spermatozoa, and the secondary oocyte and first polar body to four cells, the mature ovum, and three polar bodies. In the development of the spermatozoa, as in the maturation of the ovum, there is a reduction of the nuclear chromosomes to one half of those present in the primary spermatocyte. But here the similarity ends, for it must be noted that the four spermatozoa are of equal size, and each is capable of fertilising a mature ovum, whereas the three polar bodies are not only very much smaller than the mature ovum, but are incapable of further development, and may be regarded as abortive ova. 4. Fertilisation of the ovum Fertilisation consists in the union of the spermatozoan with the mature ovum. Nothing is known regarding the fertilisation of the human ovum, but the various stages of the process have been studied in other mammals, and from the knowledge so obtained it is believed that fertilisation of the human ovum takes place in the lateral or ampullary part of the uterine tube and the ovum is then conveyed along the tube to the cavity of the uterus, a journey probably occupying seven or eight days, and during which the ovum loses its corona radiator and zona striata, and undergoes segmentation. Sometimes the fertilised ovum is arrested in the uterine tube, and there undergoes development, giving rise to a tubal pregnancy or it may fall into the abdominal cavity and produce an abdominal pregnancy. Occasionally the ovum is not expelled from the follicle when the latter ruptures, but is fertilised within the follicle, and produces what is known as an ovarian pregnancy. Under normal conditions only one spermatozoan enters the yolk and takes part in the process of fertilisation. At the point where the spermatozoan is about to pierce, the yolk is drawn out into a conical elevation, termed the cone of attraction. As soon as the spermatozoan has entered the yolk, the peripheral portion of the latter is transformed into a membrane, the vitelline membrane, which prevents the passage of additional spermatozoa. Occasionally a second spermatozoan may enter the yolk, thus giving rise to a condition of polyspermy. When this occurs, the ovum usually develops in an abnormal manner, and gives rise to a monstrosity. 
Having pierced the yolk, the spermatozoan loses its tail, while its head and connecting piece assume the form of a nucleus containing a cluster of chromosomes. This constitutes the male pronucleus, and associated with it there are a centriole and centrosome. The male pronucleus passes more deeply into the yolk, and coincidentally with this the granules of the cytoplasm surrounding it become radially arranged. The male and female pronuclei migrate toward each other, and, meeting near the centre of the yolk, fuse to form a new nucleus, the segmentation nucleus, which therefore contains both male and female nuclear substance. The former transmits the individualities of the male ancestors, the latter those of the female ancestors, to the future embryo. By the union of the male and female pronuclei, the number of chromosomes is restored to that which is present in the nuclei of the somatic cells. End of section 3. Recording by Ruth Golding.